Well, good morning again. We're going to be uh, in and around Proverbs today. And uh, we're going to be looking at a, a different type of relationship. You know, uh, one thing I've noticed is if you talk to, to old men, and I'm, not, I'm talking about old men, they've been around for a while. And the ones that's maintained a relationship, they've had a wife. They're all going to share something in common. They're going to tell you how important that woman is in their life. How they couldn't have accomplished what they've accomplished without them. How they take care of them. All the things that they do, they appreciate that woman. And that's not an accident. See, many times in life we have to wait till we live life and experience things for we can truly understand things, for we can truly know what we're talking about, you know, what the real meanings are. And, you know, it would be nice sometimes if we just had all the information up front. We have to experience it. We have to learn it. We have to, to grow. And I want to look at a few examples from the Word of God that kind of worked with us today. And the first one is Proverbs 12 and 4. A virtuous woman is the crown to her husband, but she maketh the shame as rottenness in his bones. And then let's flip over to 18 and 22 in Proverbs. Those who find us a wife find us a good thing and obtain favor of the Lord. And right across the page in 19 and 14. House and riches are inheritance of the father, but a prudent wife is of the Lord. And one more, 31 and 10. For who can find a virtuous woman? Her price is far above rubies. God gives us a lot of examples of how great marriages and from other talks we've had we've also known that having children is a blessing and this is all by God's design let's stop right there and have a word of prayer dear heavenly father thank you for this opportunity today to speak your word father we ask you to open our hearts and minds to receive it just take myself out of the way father let's let your true message shine through we ask this in the name of your son Jesus amen now, we've got Valentine's Day coming up. And Valentine's Day is in the top five money-making holidays because we feel this need that we have to do these certain things because of a day on a calendar. And it all comes down to something that we've already talked about is this pre-programming. So we see that statistically that about 50% of marriages end in divorce. We see a decline of marriage in general. We are seeing a movement to change what marriage looks like, what a family structure looks like. And this is not because of progression. This is not because of a change of times. This is because we are taking 
God away from it. It's all an illusion. See, because all it takes is with this pre-programming, little by little, we start to see things as normal. The world, driven by Satan, puts these ideas out that things are a certain way, and we begin to accept it over time that that is normal. And without having a strong foundation in the Word of God, without knowing what the truth is, we let that overtake us, and we let that truly become normal. We accept it, we believe it, and even if you recite a lie long enough, sooner or later, it becomes your truth. So, we have these, these things. You know, we're, we're driven by the media, TV and, and social media and, and art in general. These things, we have a, it gives us this, this idea of what things should be. You know, and as I, I went back and, and was, you know, looking at some of the examples in the Word of God, you know, we see in the beginning, God created Adam, and he said that he needed someone to help him. He needed a helper. So he created woman and put them together in our first couple, our first marriage. But you know, the thing about them was they didn't do the traditional things that we do today. They didn't go through a, a dating process. They didn't go through a process of elimination. They didn't do all these things that we think we have to do in order to form a relationship. They were together. And it worked because they were in the parameters that God set up. And as we, we go on, we see that even Mary, the mother of Jesus, she was restrobed to Joseph. That means it was arranged. And there was, there wasn't a, a dating process there. There wasn't a, 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 a traditional courtship like we would think of today. They wasn't texting back and forth. They wasn't talking on the phone. They wasn't doing all these things, going out on dates and going to the movies and doing all these things that we, we do as we get to know, know one another. They was, was thrown, thrown together. But yet, it worked because they did it in the parameters of God. And I wholeheartedly believe that you can take any two people that as long as they are share one common thing, and that is a faith in God, that if they do have that faith in God and they follow God's parameters for marriage, that any marriage can work as long as God is in it and both people are willing to follow the parameters of God. They uh, have started some new reality TV shows where they kind of test this theory, so to speak. The only problem is, is that the God aspect of it is very, very loosely put in, which 
is my belief is why there is still a large number of failures. But the point being is they've taken couples, put them together, never seen each other before. They marry them on day one, and then they start their lives. And there are some of them that are still together today. The fact, the fact is that when they first saw each other, they may have not been the particular type. They may not have the certain look they were after, but it was the, the internal. It was the willing to work together. It was willing to have something to work towards that made it work. And then on the flip side, the ones that fail, fail for the same reasons that any marriage falls, because of a lack of commitment, a lack of compromise, a lack of being able to work together. And all of these things come from a lack of living a godly life, a lack of being able to use God's principles to survive, to make it in this world. We have to have this strong foundation and God. They, uh, you know, we just came through the holidays not too long ago. It still might be a little bit of a, a distant memory. And uh, we know starting right after Halloween, we start running all the Christmas specials. And I believe that Hallmark and, and Lifetime, they probably have enough movies made up that they can run a new one every single day during the holiday season and you not watch the same one twice. The only thing is that they're all basically the same thing. They all kind of follow the same premise. That there's two people and one comes from maybe the city and they come back to the country or vice versa or some kind of situation like that because there's some kind of problem they got to deal with. And then they wind up coming across the other half and it seems like it's not going to be a, a match made in heaven, but through the situations of the movie, they wind up coming together and living happily ever after. And that's what... We think life is, is a, a happily ever after. But nothing is that way. Because we live in this world of sin. We live in a fallen world. We are cursed by sin. So no matter what we do, and we all know even as a born-again believer, we are going to have trials and tribulations. We are going to have difficulties. We are going to have ups and downs. We are going to have highs and lows, happiness and sadness. A marriage is no different. It is a, a journey. And it's through these ups and downs that we come together. The same way that we do with God. Well, ain't it something how we can just look at everything that God does and we keep seeing the same thing over and over again. God's plan orchestrated over and over. See, God allows us to go through difficulties. He knows they're coming. He sees them. And he says, okay. 
I'm with you. I'm going to see you through it, but you're going to go through it. And that might seem cruel, that might seem harsh, but there is purpose behind it because there is purpose in everything that God does. And when we go through it, we have to rely on Him. We have to have faith. We have to allow our faith to carry us over the fear, carry us through the situation, to keep us strong, to keep us focused. And as we do, then we realize the goodness of God. We realize He is our hero. He is our Savior. And He has carried us through. It makes us stronger. It makes the relationship stronger. And it's the same thing with our personal relationship. We go through these challenges. And we come out stronger. We learn how to rely on each other. One illusion that the world gives us is if it was what we should expect from that other person. There is only one person, one thing that is our source, and that is God. He is our source of healing. He is our source of provision. He is our source of happiness. God is our source. We have to have that first and foremost in our lives. And we have to draw from that source. We can't replace that source with a, another source. And so many times we take the person in our lives that we are closest to and we try to make them our source. Another reality TV show. About a couple and about their lives. They just had a child and they're navigating life. And of course, things change, workloads change, children change things. And she was feeling uncertain about the future of her relationship. And she said, because it just doesn't feel the way I think it should feel. It doesn't feel the way it did in the beginning. Not because there's really anything wrong. Not because there's any real issue. It's because of what? A feeling. See, we hear things in relationships like soulmates person that completes you. We're not going to find something that's going to feel to fill the hole that is Jesus in another person. Jesus is the one that completes us and makes us whole. And these People are connected other. They enhance us. We go through and we think that we're going to change a person. 
that we're going to make them better. The thing is, we cannot force change. We can only change ourselves through the help of God. We can only aid in changing others through our prayer and through our example. But we can't go in and going to... We can't change someone's character. We can't change someone's personality. And we go in with that mindset, we are going to fail. But what does happen, as iron sharpens iron, that these two people working together with the same common goals begin to improve one another. And it's not a conscious thing, it's an unconscious thing. We see the example, we see what they do. And we begin to learn from one another. But this is not something that, that happens over time. It don't happen instantly, but it takes time for these things to happen. That's why we have a lifetime together. That's why it's one and one for this lifetime. So we can work together, we can grow, we can build, and we can become better over time. God tells us that marriage is a blessing. God tells us that children is a blessing. That has been his goal for us all along, for us to come together, for us to do the earth, for us to be fruitful and multiply. And we... Uh, we have these, these things that are, are hardwired into us. And people argue, well, God made me that way. Well, yes, he did. He gives men urges to want to connect in a certain way. He gives women urges to connect in a certain way. And that's for the purpose to come together to form family and that is what marriage is about was we can come together and not sin the world is telling us that things like marriage is no longer important that we don't need that that commitment that we can do other things but that is not what God tells us A godly family, a godly relationship is under siege by the world. It's telling us that that's not what things should look like. And it's also telling us that if we say that is, that we are wrong somehow. That we are wrong, we are intolerant, and we are part of the problem. Supporting sin is the problem. Defending God, standing up for righteousness, is the solution.
but the world's got a backwards view of that. Feelings. Once again, another subject of something that's causing us a problem. It's what matters in our hearts. You know, many times that we may not feel that we have the strongest connection with God. We may not feel that God is doing everything, that we're in his best interest. We may not feel that our prayers are being answered. But that's okay because feelings do not dictate the truth. And it's the same thing in a relationship. We may not always feel that we are connected. We may not always feel this strong sense of passion or joy or love or whatever it is that you think should be in that bubble. But it doesn't change the fact that the foundation is there. That the love is there. And as we, we go forward this week and we think about the, the Valentine's Day and we think about our loved ones, it's not about doing certain things. It's not about gifts. It's about what's inside. It's about that, that connection. It's about that commitment. And if we base our relationship on what God tells us we should do, what a man should do, what a woman should do, and what they should do together, then everything else will fall into place. Those things that you crave will fall into place. As long as you take care of the most important thing first, and that is your relationship with God. How can we expect to have a relationship with anyone else if we do not have a strong foundation in the most important relationship of all, and that is with our Heavenly Father? That relationship is what allows us to love. If we do not have the love of Jesus inside us, we cannot love anyone else because we cannot do that on our own. We do not have that capabilities. We have to have the love of Jesus to be able to share with others. We have to have that strong foundation. We have that in us. He will fill us up and it will spill over and we have plenty to go around. Plenty to give. We need to start taking a step back. We've been listening to years after years after years about what a relationship should be, how it should look. And we can't get that from a 20-minute sitcom. We can't get that from a Hallmark movie. We can't get that from a Facebook post. There's only one true way to have a relationship, and that is with God in the center of it. One man, one woman, God-centered.
The world may say it's one thing, it may sound good, but it's not the case. And we might be the minority. We're the small group. But we're going to be the ones that are going to be the most happy. Bow with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to speak your word today, Father. We thank you for...